I felt like he thought I was like almost talking down to him because I'm like, well, that's not opinion gear. Mm -hmm. I was just telling him straight up. I wasn't being a dick about it. I was just like, well, that's not opinion gear. That's not what you're asking for. Yeah. You know, you need to let me know. And so then I just went and got a car and I said, here, just, just point point where the bad person touched you at. (laughs) So, Hey everybody, this is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex, and with me in person, uh, Will Brinton. Yay. <laughs> um, I don't know if I sound, do I sound lethargic today? Because I, I cannot believe how tired I got just from riding a scooter over here. Yeah, I am, uh, it's, I think it's just being in the, the It's sun. like warm. I think I got sunburnt mm-hmm. and uh, just hot driving from, basically I live outside of the city of Omaha Northwest. Mm-hmm. And we drove all, or we rode all the way down to basically the 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 start of the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're close enough; you could say that. Yeah. So that was fun, though. Yeah, I do it again. Yeah. Well, we gotta go. We gotta ride back home. Oh yeah. So I have to do it again. Yeah, you gotta do it again. Mm-hmm. He's got a little uh, two-stroke Zuma. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, it's pretty pretty loud. Yeah, I can hear you. I could hear your bike. Mm-hmm. You couldn't hear mine though. Mine's really quiet, but it's fun. Did you know that my my wife is buying a Navi? That's what I heard. It's going to be next week. Yeah. So well, she's getting brown. She's getting a brown one. Mm, smart. It's kind of a light brown color, mm. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, she said that she wants to ride with uh, Emerson and I. I have a feeling that Emerson will probably confiscate that mm-hmm. and ride with me at some point. I don't know if she'll let him though, because you do have to have keys. So oh yeah, had, I've been hiding the keys to mine because I don't want my kid on my bike. Like my bike's bought and paid for. I don't mm-hmm. want to mess up. He can buy his own bike. Yeah. Uh, hey, real quick, did you scooter here from Lincoln? No, I brought mine in my pickup. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I trucked it here. <laughs> That'd be a long ways. Margie yeah. did that when she got hers, though. Mm-hmm. She had to ride it from Lincoln to uh, to here. Yeah, I was telling somebody about that the yeah. other day, actually. Oof. I couldn't do that with my mind doesn't get fast enough. Yeah. There'd be a lot of pissed off people behind me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd take Highway 6 here, but I still wouldn't be able to go fast enough. Mm-hmm. It'd have been brutal. Yeah, you'd have to find like a car to draft the entire yeah. time. Yeah, and just hope everything goes downhill. Mm-hmm. Hold on to their bumper. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could do that. Mm-hmm. This show is brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. Mention our show. And uh, to either Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad, and you can get yourself uh, 0.125 off your interest rate or a $500 lender credit uh, towards the uh, mortgage for a new house or maybe a refinance. I actually talked to um, David on Sunday, I think. Mm-hmm. Was it Sunday? Or was it Friday? doesn't really matter. But uh, I was like, did you listen to our last podcast? And he was like, no. And I'm like, oh, that's probably a good thing. Because I told people that the rates are going to start to suck and you really need to hurry up. So I didn't want to like ruin our sponsor. Yeah. But it's the truth. So you, you don't have much time before things start. Yeah. Get that working. interest rate locked in. And yeah. Like- Do that. Don't they have a program where you can like lock in a certain. Lock and shop. Lock and shop. There you go. Uh, so Will and I, again, we rode down here in our scooter and a little scooter gang 
And uh, we went to the old market. And the old market's kind of hopping place in Omaha, especially on Memorial Day. And we happened to to uh, uh, stumble upon a, what, how would you describe him? Uh, a strung out fellow. Yeah. Yeah. And naked. Yeah. Basically. Naked. Yeah. That, that's a good uh, uh, way like, to describe jean him. Jean shorts that did not fit. Yeah. And uh, if, if you caught him in certain instances, uh, you would catch a lot more mm-hmm. than just, uh, than just the buttocks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's walking around, following people around, and uh, showing him what he's working with. Yeah, <laughs> and then he started doing the whole Randy Marsh thing. Like there was like couples walking by, and they were holding hands. Like there was, a, he did it like two or three of them. I was watching in the from the booth we were in, and uh, uh, he would like he would like say something to him, and then he put his hands up and be like, blah, 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 "I thought this was America." Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I thought this was America. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So the people next to us actually called the cops from inside the bar and uh, on the guy. And then they, the cops finally came and they cuffed him and, and then they just sat there. Yeah. That was kind of weird. Yeah. Like they didn't take him anywhere. They just sat there. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, at least the guy was off the streets for a little while. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the old market in Omaha is a very unique blend. I was, I was saying this before um, we started when, yeah, before we, you know, got on the air was that, you know, I mean, I used to go to the old market when I was a kid. Uh, just out of high school, that was like the hangout place. Mm-hmm. But you would also have you 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 understood that you were going to be there. You're, there was going to be the the high school graduates basically, and then there was going to be all these like runaway kids in the same area. And so it was always kind of a weird deal. Like they had their own little corner, and we all had our own little corner. And then we just watch all the twenty something year olds going to the bars and stumbling around, drunk and everything like that, until like you know two or three a.m. in the morning. But then. Um, just now, I've been down there for a while. It's just a very unique blend. There was homeless people. There was like 20-something-year-olds. There wasn't very many hipsters at all. I was expecting a whole bunch of hipsters, but there wasn't. And then there was like a whole bunch of old, like clearly wealthy people walking mm-hmm. around. I don't know. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of the different people there. Yeah. Is that what uh, Lincoln's... Lincoln has an old market kind of, right? We have a hay market. Hay market. Man. Yeah. It's nowhere near as old. Yeah. It's all right. I've been down there a few times at night, but it's more college kids because the University of Nebraska is right there. Yeah, it's a college town. That's true. Mm-hmm. It is a college town. Anyways, I want to talk about some stuff. This is going to be a very quick show because it is Memorial Day. Uh, there was a little bit of racing this weekend. Um, I was out of town. Uh, we went to my niece's graduation party. It's kind of one of those weekends, Memorial Day oh, nowadays. Remember when we used to have the J Concepts race this weekend? Yeah, the eight skill one. And... That race always struggled for turnout. And I think I think it struggled for turnout for the same reason why I was gone this weekend is that it was Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost one of those things where like you would hope that you guys are doing other stuff. Like, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, RC racing is great and it's pretty awesome that we get to race every single week. But sometimes it's nice having one of those weekends off. Yeah. If there's a three day holiday weekend, I'd rather kind of do something else. Mm personally that's what i did do you know, i could have gone to a race or two yeah this weekend and i didn't yep i'm set up for a complete devastation in my life during may because lauren just graduated mm-hmm. next up and, and tanner was last year that's what that's another uh nephew of mine and then after that is in a couple of years will be emerson and then right after emerson is vanessa and then a couple of years down the road is vinley 
those are all the cousins. Wow. That'll all get to graduate and they're all, and the thing is, is like, you got, you got to go to theirs so that they hope that you can come to the, come to yours. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that being said, Hobby Haven had almost 140 entries for the return of the Hobby Haven shootout. Yeah. It wasn't the last year, 2014 or 15, something like that. Yeah. 15? Maybe it was 15, 14 or 15. Something like that. Yeah. It was, it had been a while and they moved the date. It used to be Labor Day weekend and now it's Memorial Day weekend. Um, I got to say, I stopped by there Friday as I was driving to Cedar Rapids mm-hmm. and the track looked wonderful. Yeah. It looked good in the photos I saw. It kind of made me want to be there, honestly. Dude, honestly, I was like kind of butthurt that I, I wouldn't have been able to go regardless. Um, initially, I wasn't going to go because I had saved my day off time for a um, possible crawling event in Colorado in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so I probably couldn't have gone. If that was going on, I wouldn't have been able to go because I only get, you know, it's pretty hard for me to get days off mm-hmm. in general. And then, then we saw that it was Lauren's graduation party. I'm like, well, can't go. So I couldn't go this year, but, uh, I'll probably try to go next year if they have it on the same date. Yeah. I would, I'd consider going cause it doesn't really interfere with anything. No. Like our summer series is always the, usually the second weekend in May mm-hmm. and the next one's usually the first or second weekend in June. So it never, it, it's, it's kind of perfect timing for me. Yeah. But the track looked great. I think, uh, Mac built it, Mac and Rico. Yeah. Is that right? They either built it or designed it. I yeah. can't remember which, but they definitely had a good hand in it. But it looked really good. Like I said, I stopped by there Friday. Um, it, it had rained, and so they were still trying to get the track kind of kind of cleaned up, and they used peat moss. I saw. Yeah. And I made mention of that. I'm like, okay, listen, because the last time it rained at a Hobby Haven race, actually two years in a row, they used lime. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big fan of putting lime on anything because it changes the track. Yeah, the year that they did the lime, it was like trying to drive on a polished concrete floor. Yeah. It it was tough. Yeah, it was really tough. For me, it, when we were when we were doing the outdoor track, it you know we we had tractor supply right down the street, so it was pretty much um, wood chips or uh, or like pine shavings. If you could get the real thin pine shaving stuff, that worked the best. Mm-hmm. And then I did see one year I went to a race, gosh, was it the Horizon shootout in Tilton? Mm-hmm. And they used peat moss. And I remember seeing that going, oh my gosh, that stuff works wonderful. It's just kind of expensive. That's the only drawback. Yeah. But uh, it made the track look great. It soaked it all the wet up. And then also it doesn't change the track. It it it, it blends in really well. Mm-hmm. And then they'll find later too that as as it gets mixed into the dirt, it'll make the dirt better. Oh yeah, I bet. It'll probably hold moisture a little bit better and all that sort of thing. Yeah. The only year I've been to the Hobby Haven shootout and it didn't rain was 2012. Yeah. It was, it was just super duper hot that year. I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking, I, I think they're going to, if they don't do it now, I know that um, I think they race at Hobby Haven on Wednesdays and then maybe Sundays. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw it. I got one of those low C. 116 scale Jerex mini Jerex twos. Mm-hmm. And I was kicking myself that I didn't bring it. Although I wouldn't have been allowed on the track anyways, but Hobby Haven would be a perfect place to race those. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Like the track's not overly big. It's not small, but it's, it's like the perfect, it's, it's almost, it's almost a little big for 116 scale, but it, it, but that would be an amazing 
uh, track to race at, or at least get some video. Mm-hmm. So, um, I got a Jerix two also on Friday. I finally got one and I just got to build it, uh, not build it, but I got to put the five link back on it, but I want to get a video. I want to, I'm going to actually get this car running guys and I'm going to run it. Uh, I'm going to make a video of the 16th scale and the 10th scale one running with each other. And I know that's been done already. Um, I'm always late to the party on these things, but just due to my time basically. But, uh, I think I'm going to make a trip out there to run on the track. I need an outdoor track to really do that on. You, you know, you, we don't have anything like that around here. Right. Yeah, it'd be really neat. I wish Associated make a RC10. If Associated or something. Oh my god! If Associated made just if they if they made their own one sixteen scale like B six point whatever. First off, the racing scene that we're that we're finding right now because we're getting thirty entries a night on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. close to it. Even in the summertime, it's actually mm-hmm. doing pretty good. And uh, boy, if they brought one out, I mean, my gosh, and followed the same sort of, you know, lead as the low C car, where it, it just it's just a shrunk down version of that car. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it'd be really neat. And isn't somebody hand making uh, gold tubs out there, like three D printing the parts and hand making mm-hmm. the chassis? Or I something thought like it was twenty fourth scale ones. Oh yeah, you're right. I think yeah, I think you are right. Yeah, there's little ones. That'd be a cool car to get. Mm-hmm. So, more on this one sixteen scale car real quick. Um, I'm probably gonna get all three of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Collect the whole set. Yeah. Are these different colors? The JRX Pro box art. Yeah, that's the one. Like for me, that that was my first real RC. Like I had a Tamiya Falcon before that, but the JRX Pro was my first race car. And so, um, and what's crazy is I had the original box for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I did with it. And so just seeing that box art again, dude, it gave me member berry chills <laughs> like really bad. Yeah. So I am looking forward to getting that. And then, uh, I'll probably get all three though. I'll probably open one and play with one and keep the other two sealed up. I think. Yeah. That's what I do. Just so I can display them. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, let's see here. So they had, they had a 40 plus mod buggy. And David Fast was your TQ. Nice. But uh, Mac, Mac Vanderbeek ended up uh, taking the win. But you kind of had some familiar, familiar names. I mean, guys that we all know. Uh, Mac, uh, David Fast, Mike Sanders, Chili finished fourth. Nice. Really good finish. David Peebler was fifth. Lee Conley Jr. was there mm-hmm. uh, in sixth. Um, Jeff Thorson, Eric Norris, Kurt Benson, Mark Schmidt. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, looks like fast. He led like five laps. I think, I think we'll see the re, like all the video will be on um, Iowa RC tracks stuff. I saw that he was already uploading. Um, oh yes, yeah. hopefully somebody videotaped his race for him or videoed his race for him. Yeah, yep. Mason was there. Mm-hmm. He raced two wheel drive mod, and I was trying to I was trying to look and see what car he was running. So if any of you guys are in the chat. Tell me, it looked like an associated to me. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. but it could have been a Losi car. But the body didn't look like the Losi body, mm-hmm. like the Losi J Concepts body that was on. It didn't quite look like it. Yeah, I'm not saying he wouldn't have the fat, the hot bodies there, tool drive, but I, I doubt it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that would have been cool if they, if he did have it. it. Would have been ultra cool, but I, I think it was an associated. Nope, nope. They're saying Losi. Never mind. No, I only saw one picture of the of the podium or whatever in it. It didn't wasn't very close up to the car, mm-hmm. so it makes sense that it's Losi because it's sponsored by Losi. So, mm-hmm. 
Um, anyways, uh, but he did take the win. So TQ and a win in two wheel drive mod. This is pretty cool on the outdoor track, and he got he got an extra lap over the field. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Vanderbeek, Alex Vanderbeek was second. Drew Rubin King third. Owen Vanderbeek was fourth. Dustin Hosick went. Um, finished fifth. Peeler was sixth. David Fast, James Ham, Luke Baker, and then there's two there's two names in here that don't have any laps. So I'm not really sure uh, what happened there. Mm. Uh, so those two people were intense. So I don't know what that means. So yeah, interesting. They had a stock buggy. Uh, looks like they had a a full main. Oh, they had a C main down to a C main of stock buggy. Um, thirteen five four wheel drive. Uh, Ruben King got the win in that one. Chad, nice. Yeah. Uh, Ian Murray was there. I know he TQ'd. How about Carter Larson? We haven't seen Carter in forever. I know. Uh, They've been racing go karts. Oh, okay. Finished third. Stadium truck. Lee Conley Jr. took the win in that one. Hmm. Looks like there was at least 10. Chili got second. In truck? Yeah, in stadium truck. Chili loves trucks. How about short course truck? They had seven of them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's about par for the course. Chili took the win in that one. Eli was racing his short course truck there, too. And then, uh, oh, they had a stock slash. They did. They did. And I think they went down to, check this out. Stock slash C main. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Who won that? Carson Sanders. Nice. I uh, got the bump up. But dude, so that's what I'm talking about, you guys. Think if everybody that came on a truck race had a slash. Mm-hmm. There was 28 people at a, at the last truck series race. Yeah. We could have had 28 slashes. Oh, yeah. It would have been like Catalina Wine Mixer. Dude. Would we have run all of them at the same time? We can run up to 20 because that's how much lifetime allows you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we could have had two heats. If you have a 28, you have two heats of 19. (laughs) God, that'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be super fun. Uh, Oh, and then I want to give a shout out. This is what I saw. This was really cool. The Nemex went, or at least uh, Roger, and uh, he finished fifth in stock buggy. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's really good. I loaned him some tires. I gave him some green ellipses and my green rehabs. Really? Yeah. And I think Mason Fuller was on rehabs. Pretty sure. Cool. Is what I read. So, stock slash A main. Where is that thing at? Oh, there it is right there. Let's see who won this. Alex Eklund. That's cool. I think they get a really big weekly stock slash turnout too. So, I hope so. Yeah. I think that'd be freaking awesome. Mine's ready to go for next time. So, I still need to get one. Yeah, you do. Emerson's cousin Tanner has a slash. Mm-hmm. I got it for him for Christmas like 10 years ago. Yeah. And we went and picked it up for him on the way back because he lives, he's living at Lake Manoa for the summer. Oh, yeah. He's training to be a DNR agent. DNR? Yeah. Department of Natural Resources. Oh, okay. So he's the guy that gives you tickets for not having your uh, fishing license on you. Those guys carry more weight than like a state trooper. Yeah. Mm hmm. I can see that. Have more authority, I guess. That's yeah. probably the thing to say. Authority. The winner is... We had a pretty good weekend. Um, all things considered, I know we had 30-something on Friday night because I was paying attention. I was like, you know, if I'm not there, I'm, I'm keeping track of it. However, I think that the date didn't get changed in the computer. So I think Friday night's mains got overwritten oh so 
that kind of sucks because we can't talk about Friday. But I know they had they had thirty. They actually had more on Friday than they did on Saturday. Mm. And I know that there was a full heat of Plex spec again. So again, that's all I care about. As long as we keep getting Plexers there, new new Plexers. Um, but Saturday, Saturday's a quick and easy day. Looked like there was uh, there was five five heats altogether. Um, two heats of stock buggy, a thirteen five race, a mini truggy, and Plex spec. Just real quick, we'll go over the race results early so we can talk about other stuff. 13.5 four-wheel drive main had Trevor Moss with the win. Connor Herrick was there. I think Connor Herrick came up for a real race at Green at uh is it Greenwood? Yeah, I80. I- yeah. Yeah, I think he came up for that. So he so then he came up to to race here since he had the time. Uh Andrew Thomas was third, TJ Williams, Jake Conrad, Chris Hyda, and Connor House looks like he might have been out early. Plexbeck had uh, Alex Eichler with another win. Nice. Nice job, Alex Eichler. Richard Weldon was second. Chris Haida, Chloe Dorsch, that's uh, TJ's sister, and then Steve Eichler was fifth. But that's great. Good confidence boost there Get coming into the next Summer Series race for Alex. That's really good. Uh, Mini Truggy had Andrew Tom. Well, let's see. They probably combined. Yeah, they did. So looks like Andrew Thomas finished first probably in 13.5 stadium truck because they probably put two of them together. And then it shows Caleb Singh with 16 at 618. And then it shows Phil Palmer third. And then Logan's Prismanis had a fourth, Jake Conrad, Connor Hausch, and Cody Haida. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened here. My guess is they got all put together uh, to save for corner marshals and stuff. And then stock buggy had uh, Riley Filbert with a win. TJ had a TQ in second. Corey, T- uh, Corey Tannehill, Diego Quintana from the ninth spot, which I up to fourth. Trevor Moss, Andrew Thomas, Phil Palmer, Connor Hausch, Connor Herrick, Brian Damood was there. And then Alex Eichler looks like he busted out of that one. Mm. All in all, not too bad. And then let me check here. Cause it says, uh, Friday, the 21st, yeah, look at this. 37 entries, 28 people. This was actually Friday. Oh, you can see com- completed May 27th. So actually had more he- more mains on Friday than they did on Saturday. Wow. Ethan Rustemeyer with a win in Plexbeck. Timmy Adkins, Leyland Peterson. Leyland? Leyland. Leyland Peterson. Chloe Dorsch, Levi Weaver, Isaac Rustemeyer, Steve Eichler, Gage Musil, Jen Adkins. That's a big 10 car main for Plexbeck. Well, that was the B main. Man, I'm all over the place. Okay, how about Isabella McMullen taking the win on Friday night? It's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, Chris Haida, second. Josh Godall, third. Ben Dinger, one of our Patreon members there, fourth. Uh, Nick Rustamar, fifth. Ryan Atkins, Richard Weldon, Andrew Rash, and Alex Eichler. Uh, looks like he didn't run. He probably had to go home as late as those guys run. And then uh, 13.5 and on Friday night, had TJ Williams up front, John Haas, Aiden Olson, Josh McMullen, Connor House, Chris Haida, Greg Million. And then Riley Filbert with another expert buggy win with TJ second, John Haas third, Logan Persmanis fourth, McMullen fifth, and Greg Million sixth. So there you go. That's a very quick Memorial Day weekend rundown since neither of us were there. So... <laughs> Should have got Logan on here, like yeah, to have him go over yeah. race results. Yeah, exactly. Make him do it. Ah, <laughs> oh, 
So yeah, it's good stuff. A lot of stuff going on. Memorial Day weekend, you have the hobby and race. Looks like a few of our guys went there, which is good. I prefer you guys to race locally, but it doesn't hurt to every once in a while go somewhere else. Yeah. And especially hobby haven. Yeah. Yep. It, it's something different enough, you know? Yeah. And it really, it's kind of a throwback. You don't really have, you don't see tracks like outdoor 10 scale that often. Yeah. You know, at least ones that are, that are leveraged towards a 10 scale. Right. And there's outdoor tracks, but it, it's pretty hard to run 10 scale on them. Yeah. They're usually all eight scale. Mm-hmm. Got a question here. I'd, I'll, I can go ahead and answer. Nuthouse wants to know, will the Plex have pre-orders on the low C? Yeah, you can do it anytime you want. We have 48 of them on back order. Woo. I ordered 24 of the original uh, box art, and then I ordered 12 of the uh, Junior 2, and then 12 of the Pro SE. Not Pro SE, Jarek's Pro. So 48 in total for this first uh, first batch. So hopefully you guys will come in and buy them, otherwise I'm going to look like an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I just thought my my thought about that is that uh, full disclosure, I, I saw that this was coming out back in February and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like. We're going to sell a shit ton of these things because there's enough people my age that'll see this part of them will go, oh, man, it's not a 10 scale, but they'll still have to have it. Mm-hmm. So. That's why I ordered heavy on them. Yeah. Because I think I think they are going to sell very well. I think they will. I, I think what's really cool about it is that it's, it's because it's a different scale, it's new. Yeah. It's not just a repop. It's new. It's, it's an actual new car. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be a detail for detail replica just in a smaller scale. Right. So I don't know. I I'm I foresee them being very good sellers, and uh, like I said, I I think what'll happen is the same thing that I'm planning on doing. I plan on getting all three. Mm-hmm. I want all three of them. Yeah, you know, and I won't even open a couple of them. Probably. Hopefully, we don't run out either. That would suck. Yeah, like I didn't order enough. I think you did. Like this one time that I go heavy, like super heavy on something, and I don't order enough of them. Mm-hmm. Like, dude. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, so yes, please come in and pre pre order them if you want to. That way you make sure that you get one. Otherwise, you know we can always put them on hold for you too. It's not a big deal. But it's a pretty exciting week for for RC car stuff in general. Just just because of that release. Did you watch my video? Which one? Oh, the one on the on the low C car. No. Oh, you should. I will. I'm giddy. I'm like a little giddy schoolgirl. Yeah, I'll probably watch it when the. <laughs> When, the, when our other video goes I'm like live. Nancy Pelosi, like rubbing her hands together like, oh, oh, yes. Yes, more taxes. Yes. Yeah, I'll probably watch it when the other video goes up. Yeah. I'm, uh, I think I have to send the one I have back. Do you really? I think so. Ugh. I'm supposed to be getting a new one. Oh. Like one in a, like brand new out of the box. Mm-hmm. And that one will be mine. Did they sit the one they sent sent you was probably like a sample or yeah, something? Yeah, it was a sample. It was it had been used quite a bit. Okay, which is cool actually. Like like I said, in the video you flip it over, it's exactly how my car looked. Mm-hmm. Even the scratches on the bottom gave me little member berry chills. Mm-hmm. You know, so 
Uh, could there be a possibility for a class on it on Tuesdays in the future? I, yeah, yes. I'm sure if we, if you guys want to run a, a vintage class with that car, I think we'll, <laughs> vintage 16th scale. Yeah, I'm sure I'm, I will have no problem with that at all. That'd be great. I just, I don't know. I don't know how well it's going to do on carpet on carpet, high traction. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. The purist in me says, ugh. Why? Like, let's go. Let's go out to like a ball field or something and drive it around there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a purist in me going. Eh, it's not made for carpet. But like I said, if you guys want to race them, I will race mine as well. Stock. Yeah. No changes allowed in that one either. We'll treat it like the uh, stock slash class. So all we got to do is have what you know, four, three. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've raced on a Tuesday night before with like two four wheel drives. So I don't see why we don't do it in. Yeah. With the vintage car. That makes sense. So. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Oh, 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 oh. I want to talk about the J Concepts race. Mm-hmm. So as you guys know, we are full. And uh, that means that uh, um, for the moment, um, any and anybody that wants to enter is going to have to put on a waiting list. You're going to have to wait. I have been getting some cancellations, so it, it has kind of worked out. I already had a waiting list started. And when I sent out this mass email last week saying, hey, you guys got to get paid, and uh, please don't delete. The worst thing about running these races is when you use RC signup and the race fills up and then you are trying to manage and anticipate the turnout. So you're trying to, now you're starting to get trophies and everything, which I've already started. Um, you're starting to worry about, okay, where's everybody going to sit? You know, how are we going to do the pits? Are we going to have assigned seating, which we probably will do that again. But the worst thing ever is when somebody goes on there and they delete their entry without telling anybody. Mm. Because what will happen is, is if you can't make it and you don't let me know and you just go into RC sign up and you delete your entry, well, if it goes underneath the 300 entries, RC sign up opens up again. Mm-hmm. And then somebody can sign up That's a, that and then jump the wait list basically. So uh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please. If if you want to if you don't can't make it and I said this in that email I, I sent out if you're registered and you can't make it please just let me know you got to do it by either messenger or you can email through RC sign up it doesn't really matter um, so I've already had a couple of those so I filled I I took the wait list and I put everybody in and we're still under slightly under um, the maximum amount of pits we have but we're over 300 entries and my cutoff was 300 so right now I'm 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 keeping it closed. This always happens at big races that we have I, uh, when they're filled up like this. I I bet you there'll probably be at least 10 more cancellations at least. Yeah, probably. Either people that never actually intended to come. <laughs> and so when they, when they, uh, you know, when the, when the time comes to pay, they're just like, yeah, I'll just leave it. He'll take care of it and mm-hmm. I'll delete him, you know? So, uh, I have made heats already seating heats. It's actually on live RC right now. So you can go look at where you might be at. That's not a final um, heat sheet, but uh, but you know I did that because I wanted to see a how many heats there probably will be, and uh, I wanted to make it so nobody was running back to back, of course, for the, at least the seeding round. But then also, um, it gives me ability to go in there now into live time, and I can I can look at the timeline, so I can estimate how long everything's going to take. Mm-hmm. So according to according to live RC or live time. Seating is going to take three hours. So 32 heats at three minutes a piece. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it should take. So if we start at six, we'll be done about nine. It's not bad. Nine thirty yeah. somewhere in there, but it's not going to be like adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, where we're getting done early and yeah, getting to go home and or get to the hotel if we need to and get some extra sleep or go out to eat when we want to. Unfortunately, it's going to be one of those big, big races where it it, it really tests your stamina almost. You know, because mm-hmm. we're looking at uh, fifteen hours of racing on Saturday. Yeah. And that's starting at nine o'clock. It's gonna be a big one. Mm-hmm. You know what's weird is I haven't gotten nervous about it. It is weird. You know? Mm-hmm. I haven't taken my anxiety stuff in a while. Yeah. Wow. And I haven't been I haven't been anxious or nervous about much of anything mm-hmm. lately. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. Probably nothing. It's probably a good thing though. Probably a good thing. So, uh, that was fast. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, God, I don't really have a lot to talk about. Is there anything new that came out? Other than the low C car? No, not really. I'm hoping that any day the DR10M will show up. Yeah. That'd be cool. Obviously, nothing came in today because it's Memorial Day, so nobody's mm-hmm. shipping anything. But uh, I'm hoping any day. I, I was checking the 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 back room every day last week. Yeah, just being like, did it come? Did it come? Did it come? Because <laughs> we have we have them on order from Associated, so we'll be we'll be the first delivery when they get out there. Mm-hmm. And the sucky thing is 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 um, the drag strips first first race. In Missouri Valley is June sixth, so it's this Sunday. Ooh. So I'll oh. probably probably have to miss it. Not if you get it this week. If I get it this week, yeah. But then I I I don't know. I don't know if I'm enough time because I have to put the car together, get the body on there, and then I'll you know no testing, no nothing. Yeah, go out there and do race testing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Um, but I'll make I'll make some of them once we get it to summer. And Emerson's already got his. He still has his low C drag car. I think he wants to keep running thirteen five with it. Mm. So it'd be all right. Yeah. I'm just I'm gonna have to buy one of those cheater thirteen five motors that are out there though. Yeah. Because there's it's not it's not a roarless thirteen five that they're allowing. They're allowing anything that says thirteen five on it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm just maybe I'll just I'll find the wickedest fastest. Outlaw 13.5 motor I can, I guess. There you go. Biggest, baddest one you got. You know what they're doing, though? What? This is interesting. I don't think we ever talked about this in the show. No. Is uh, the local rules are going to have uh, 13.5 Blinky and or 17.5 Boosted in the same class. Oh, really? That's kind of cool. Yeah. So I think the thought behind the process behind it is that... Um, the seventeen five boosted gives gives a new person a chance to play with ESC settings. I bet the seventeen five boosted's faster. I bet you it is too. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. That's what I immediately thought. So we'll see how I'm, I'm curious to see how that plays out. And then uh, a couple of weeks ago, John Schultz was doing a live a live stream, and they were they were talking about the future of of uh, drag strip or drag racing and how. And I've talked this before. My worry is that it's it it moves so quickly. We went from running converted slashes to 
full out graphite cars now mm-hmm. in the outlaw class. And then the secondary class, the 13.5 and 17.5 class, still allows those cars. So you can have, you know, a breakout car or something like that running against an RTR slash with the right motor setup in it. Well, I mean, honestly, at this point, I think the carbon car hands down would be better. But it's really expensive to get into. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, a lot of some of the guys are saying that the tub cars are better anyway. So I don't know. They can I think they can be in certain situations. Mm-hmm. I think if you have a really clean, a clean strip of concrete or asphalt, though, mm-hmm. I bet you. I think the carbon cars should be better. Yeah. Huh. So during this broad during the stream, they were talking about how why don't we have a a true spec class where you only allow tub cars and you run just a hobby wing lock timing 13.5 motor. Mm-hmm. Why can't they just do that? Yeah. I'd be more into it if that was the case. I'd race that. Yeah. Because it's it's slower for sure. It'll be slower for sure, but also the lock timing, then you know everybody's really is the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got to run blinky ESC, just stock speed controller, just stock motor. I mean, honestly, you're, you're only doing that for three seconds, so it's not like you're going to completely cook that thing. Mm-hmm. You know? I and then And then the rules specify that it has to be Basically, an RTR type car. So, like the Slash, the DR10, the, the low C22. Mm-hmm. That needs to happen. Otherwise, all these cars that we have in the store, they're not going to go anywhere. Right. You know, or people are going to start to split off, which is always what happens when you get into this stuff with rules and all that. They get tired of a certain rule set. And the next thing you know, you've got these splinter groups yeah. of drag race. It's what happened with crawling. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden in Omaha, we had like four different crawler groups, and none of them for a little while got along. No, really. It's a little different now, but I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of what happened there. And then it's, then it just dies off because people don't want to deal with the drama. Yeah. You know, but I, th- I think that needs to happen for sure. I don't think it's, I don't think it's been looked at locally yet, but mm-hmm. if I was, if I was doing a, a drag strip type thing, I'd, I would try to make for sure that these ready to run cars aren't left out. Oh yeah. No, I, I mean, that's how people get into it, you know, and some people, maybe that's how they, they stay with it is to have something like that, you know? Yeah. Speaking of drag racing, I don't want to like, I don't like bum everybody out, but I, I think the super chips thing in Tulsa ended early. Yeah. That's what I heard. Um, unfortunately a, a racer down there and it's not our place to say his name or anything like that, but I, he, uh, um, must've had a heart attack or something. Mm-hmm. And I think it was towards the end of the event. And so they just didn't finish the event. Yeah. Which is, that's classy in my opinion. Yeah. When I read that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You know? No, it's the right thing to do for them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything else much about it. I'm sure maybe some of you guys do in the chat, but we'll get to that here in a minute. But uh, that went down this weekend. And, uh, you know, we probably would have talked about that, you know, if not knowing what happened, happened. Mm-hmm. We might we might even be talking about how that finished and who got the big win and you know the big money and all that. But I think I'm pretty sure that's how they did it. They ended it early. Mm. Can go <laughs> through the comments. Yeah, we can go through the comments. Should we take a pivot break? Yeah, and- you want to take a pivot break? We'll come back. And now a word from our sponsors. Yeah. This is a pivot lending update with Dave Rolson and Don Zoller. Get some. 
Hi, this is David Olson with Pivot Lending Group, and today we want to talk about the Lock and Shop program that we brought back to you guys in May. And it's important today because interest rates are on the rise. The Fed has determined that they are going to potentially raise interest rates at least two to three times this coming year. And within the dynamics of our industry, we have some quantitative easing that's going to be pulled back. So currently, the Treasury has conservatorship over Fannie Mae, and they are purchasing in the mortgage world, mortgage-backed securities at a pretty fast rate. And that purchase program has really helped to create a market for mortgage-backed securities over the last probably decade and is has been one of the big catalysts for driving interest rates down. And it's been announced that not only are they looking to raise interest rates they're looking to pull back on the purchasing of mortgages, which means that rates will be driven by the private sector. And inevitably, that means the rate of return that a private investor is going to want over the government right now is going to be uh, substantially higher. In addition to the quantitative easing being restricted or being pulled back, we also have inflation. And so inflation now, decade over decade, we're seeing inflation move out of that transitory conversation and actually hit the, you know, the kitchen table economics as far as gas, bread, butter. And with inflation comes higher interest rates. So between the inflationary environment, the quantitative easing environment, and then the rates in, in conjunction with the inflation, we're going to be in a different world altogether as far as rates this time next year. So why am I talking about the shop and lock program? It allows you to lock in as we see rates moving up dramatically month over month this coming year and even into 2023. You're going to have the ability for $500 to come into our office complete an application, get pre-approved, and then lock your interest rate, even without finding a home yet. You'll have 60 days, so two months, to find a home. Once you find a home, you have 30 days to close on that home. So for $500, we're going to basically give you 90 days to secure that interest rate. We guarantee that we'll close it within 30 days if you can guarantee you can find the home within 60 days. Once we close, we will give you a lender credit for the $500. We'll take that $500 off of your closing cost so that it doesn't cost you anything out of pocket to lock that interest rate, use that program. If you do not find anything outside of that period, then there's the $500 charge. Now, that being said, some people are going to say, well, in this market, you can't find a house in 60 days. You'll be surprised what the inventory starts to look like here over the next 12 months. With the rates going up, the purchasing power is going to go down, and you're going to see people that are sliding outside of those uh, debt ratio parameters or just not qualifying within a higher rate environment. So you know, there are going to be fewer buyers, and that's going to allow you more time to look at the inventory that's out there. So we're excited to see that. Uh, the opportunities will be growing for that sector of the consumer market here in 2022. So Shop and Lock program is fantastic. Let me know if I can help. Give me a call, 402-881-5951. Uh, shoot me a text, and we'll talk to you guys soon. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277-589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109-995. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program.
I was looking at the weather radar because we rode our scooters. And yes. uh, even the big storms that look like they were to the east of us are fizzling out and there's nothing to the west. So we got a clear ride home. Hmm. I was a little worried that we'd get rained on, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen. So that's good. Nice and easy to get you back to our house and get loaded up. And then I got to get to the track. I'm working on the track tonight. I'm probably going to go to bed as soon as I get home. Dude, <laughs> I cannot believe how oddly tiring that was. Yeah. It takes that a lot out of you. Yeah. You know? I um, think you're more involved when you're riding on a, on a. Well, I mean, I've rode down here before mm-hmm. and back, but I don't, I don't, I didn't feel tired like I do now. Yeah. I don't know if it was just like, I, I did run into the thing where, uh, em- when Emerson and I ride together, mm-hmm. like a lot of times I'm more worried about him. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm kind of like stressing out over the fact that he's riding with me mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm worried about him getting hit by a car and stuff. So it kind of just it like plays with your mind a little bit. Yeah. I honestly didn't feel that way about you cause you're, you're a more experienced rider than I am, you know? So, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. I think it was heat. Maybe it was the hottest day we've, I've ridden yet. Yeah. Maybe that's why. I think it's the heat, buddy. Uh, before we get to comments, uh, the adrenaline RC video that I've been working on uh, for about a month, Mm -hmm. uh, should upload tonight. Nice. So all of you guys that are watching right now, there's 21 of you guys. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, thanks. There will be, our video should be done. It was at 61%, uh, converting when I left, which means that when I get back, it should be done. And then I'm just going to look it over one more time and then I'll upload it to YouTube. It's 47 minutes long. So buckle up buckaroos. It's a doozy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty happy with it. It just took, it just took, uh, just took time. So I had so much footage to sift through mm-hmm. that it was, it was tough. It was, it was tough to figure out which ones to use, which ones not to use, how much of which one to use. You know, I didn't want to put all of every single qualifier in there. Cause then it would have been like two hours long. Right. And I would have to split it up into a couple different ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Peter said the edibles can make you tired. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, what else? And then we're going to release the um, John Talborg, Ken Kalen interviews probably this week. I'm going to ask him to make those public. Yeah. So you Patreon guys that got first access to those, um, we're going to we're gonna release those out now to uh, John Q. Public. And I'll probably do another press release um, for that one. But fret not because I've got more interview ideas. In fact, next week, uh, our Monday that we're not podcasting, Mm-hmm. I'm driving to my dad's house in Iowa. I'm picking him up. I am bringing him here and we're going to, I'm going to interview my dad for a father's day special Patreon only special. That'd be cool. Yeah. You should do your dad. Oh, father's day. Yeah, maybe you could do it remotely though. You don't have to come all the way up here. I'm sure we could figure out a way to do it remotely. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. All right. I told my dad what I wanted to do and he was like, uh, cause he's yeah. 70. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's like, uh, you want me to do what? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want you to, I'm going to ask you questions. You're going to answer the questions. He's like, well, what if I can't remember the, the answer to your question? I'm like, well, I'll just move on. Yeah. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I was going to get my dad this card for father's day. It said like, dad, you were like a father to me. <laughs> 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 uh, I just somebody just put not really Hank Aaron. What's in the orange can? 
This is Orange Kickstart. This is my nectar of life. Without this, I turn into a giant butthole and am mean to people. I'm having a Sprite. Yeah, I'm, and he's having a Sprite. Mm-hmm. To wash down this delicious uh, uh, wings that we have. Yeah, Margie here. got us wings mm-hmm. since we were since we had Will up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, I wanted to bring up something that I thought was that I was thinking of uh, Sunday. So I had to drive back from Cedar Rapids Sunday. And, uh, I had to work. So we, we get up at Cedar uh, at like six o'clock. I had to go pick Emerson up from his cousin's house. And then we drove straight home. I got home at like 11, 10 or something like that. So just enough time to very quickly jump in the shower and then go to work. And while I was at work, we were very, we were busy again as always. And I started thinking, uh, this one guy was like, um, I think, I think he thought I was speaking down to him, <laughs> but I wasn't. Was it the guy we saw in the old market? No, no, no. It wasn't that guy. No. It wasn't. It wasn't naked, homeless, smelly guy. Mm-hmm. It was. It was just a. It was just a guy. He didn't know the lingo mm-hmm. for for what he was asking for. Yeah. And so I initially got him opinion gear mm-hmm. because that's what he said he needed, but it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. So when I came out, it was one of those deals where you. You go, okay, well, this, this, is this what you need? And he's like, no, that's not what, that's a sprocket. And I'm like, well, we call it opinion gear. Well, it is technically, it is opinion it, yeah. gear technically. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not a, there is no sprocket. Sprocket is what you put a chain on. That's a sprocket. Really? Okay. So anyways, so, uh, Mark Santa Maria did a, did a video recently where he, he went over his like worst experiences. Mm-hmm. at a at a hobby shop and he he made he made he didn't mention the actual shop but he like he like gave three instances of how he was badly treated or something like that and i wanted to as somebody who works at a hobby shop i just wanted to once again reiterate that we're not bad dudes behind the counter yeah we're in some of the worst positions because a lot of y'all don't know what stuff is called mm-hmm. or how to ask for what you want or I've, I've always noticed how uh, sometimes I read reviews of other shops and I'm like, there's no way that that happened there. Yeah. It, it, you get the feeling like somebody has a preconceived idea of what the people working at a hobby shop are like, maybe because they had an experience like that at a different place. And then, and then they come in and they think that everybody's like that. And so when you, when, when they, when they ask for something or, they try to describe what they need, which is, which is one of the tools of the trade when you're in a, like over the phone, we have to decipher what people want. Mm-hmm. It's like trying to break code. Yeah. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so you have to go, you have to almost like mansplain it. And then I felt, I felt <laughs> weird. Like I was like, I was like, well, I'm trying to explain to you what pieces are what so that you can help me identify what you need. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it ended up being fine. I, the guy was cool. I mean, he was a nice dude and, and all that. But I think at first, like I thought, I, I felt like he thought I was like almost talking down to him because I'm like, well, that's not opinion gear. Mm-hmm. I was just telling him straight up. I wasn't being a dick about it. I was just like, well, that's not opinion gear. That's not what you're asking for. Yeah. You know, you need to let me know. And so then I just went and got a car and I said, here, just, just point. Point where the bad person touched you at. <laughs> yeah. You know, so... <laughs> But anyways, so what I would, I would like to say is is that at our store, especially, we try to say hello to every single person that walks in the door. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we miss one or two, especially when we're really busy. 
Yeah. Like at the start of a day on a Sunday, Mm -hmm. don't take it personal. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, like one of the big reasons why you say hi to every, or greet every customer that comes in to your hobby shop is you want to give them the perception that you're like, you know, if somebody's trying to steal something, well, that's you, you know, that That we're aware. Yeah. You're in the store and we're watching you. And also, uh, it, it's more like, Hey, we're here to help. You know, like you matter. You know, thanks for even coming in. The other day I was in a conversation with a customer about something and this guy, and to be honest with you, he was kind of a sketchy guy. Um, he got close to us and he looked like he wanted to ask for help for something. And I, I stopped what I was doing with this customer that we were working with. I said, Hey man, can you help with anything? And he kind of gave like a snarky, uh, Oh no, no, I know you don't have time for me. It's fine. And I was like, okay, well just interrupt us if you need some help. He's like, no, no, you guys are fine. You guys keep chatting. Like, like I was talking to a friend instead of talking to a customer. Hmm. I've seen that before too. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've been known to say like, well, I mean, I'm taking time now. Yeah. I've gotten that, you know? Yeah. Like I, I've gotten one of those before. And it's like, well, I'm trying to help you now. Yeah. Like, just, sorry. Just ask. Yeah. Like what's wrong with just asking, mm-hmm. you know, instead of sitting there smoldering because you think you're not getting helped in I mean, time. it's like what does somebody like that want like you follow them all over the store like i know right there like, especially if they're a sketchy person who 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 we're probably everybody in our store probably has an eye on mm-hmm. you're probably already been washed enough i don't know yeah anyways i'm trying not to uh i'm not to, i'm trying not to once again come across as rude and condescending well it's like so somebody like that, there's probably no pleasing him. No, I know. Like we used to have this guy that came into the store and uh, he'd just get mad about everything. Like I remember like when we had the the Blade MCX2s, like those micro like little helicopters. Yeah. And they we just got them and we were out of like there were we didn't have parts yet. Like Horizon used to be notorious for that. They'd ship a uh, ship out brand new product and then have any parts for him. And he was like flipping out on, on me because we didn't have a, an inner shaft, uh, like the forks part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I know which part that is. Yeah. To hold the fly bar onto the top of it. And finally Jamie butts in. He's like, dude, he's not going to shit one. Like, what do you want him to do? We don't have one. You know, I have actually used the, do you want me to pull one out of my butt Mm -hmm. before to somebody? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. I was just so sick of it. I'm like, I'm like, what do you want me to do? It's on backward at Hobby Town. Do you want me to pull it out of my butt? Mm-hmm. But at that point, I remember that conversation had gone to a point that there was no saving it. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, I'm just going to say from now on what's on my mind to this person because obviously we're well past um, yeah. being nice. Mm-hmm. So, but that was a long time ago too. Boy, that one happened like 10 years ago. Yeah, mine, the one I had was way long yeah, time ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Uh, another thing that I noticed too, um, that I did notice from this Sunday is if you're, if you're, this is for you listeners, if you ever work, in, if you're ever working in a hobby store, one thing that I've always tried to get, like what I told Emerson and uh, what I tell our new guys is a lot of these people think that 
all we sell, some people think that all we sell is race stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they'll tell you right away, well, I don't want anything. This You show them a granite, for instance. You're like, well, I don't want anything that's high dollar racing stuff. I got to nicely explain, no, dude, this like 90% of our store doesn't race. This is all for fun. Mm-hmm. But you got to do that in a way that doesn't insult the customer, I guess. Right. You know, I heard that this Sunday and it reminded me of that too. Like, and a lot of times they have a misconception about how much stuff costs. Yeah. So, you know, you'll show them the $269 ready to run RC car and they're like, man, I don't want anything that's, you know, made for the track. Yeah. And you're like, no, actually this is not made for the track. This is, this is made for that. Mm-hmm. This is like a higher end toy. Oh, you know? and Sunday I had this guy too. Uh, I hope you're not listening to the show, but anyways, uh, <laughs> the guy, this person, uh, said that he had bought a car from us that was clearly not purchased from us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he swore up and down that he bought it from us. And I knew from, from the part I was looking for that there's no way that this was an Amazon special. There was no way it could have came from us. Yeah. But I kept it to myself. I was, I was, I was impressed with myself enough to remember it, to bring it up on the podcast. Yeah. Because the old me, like 10 years ago, me would have said, would have just tried to just tell this guy who's convinced that he bought this car from us, that he did not buy it from us. But instead of getting into that argument, I just was like, oh, okay. And kept it to myself. Yeah. That and like the, was it like the Christmas uh, mall kiosk cars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. people buy and then they bring them to Hobby Town to try <laughs> to get parts for them. And you're like, uh, we don't have parts for this. And they're like, well, the guy at the mall said you do. Yeah. Well, the guy at the mall lied. The guy at the mall <laughs> is wrong. And Believe it or not, he, he lied to yeah, you. Yeah, he took your money. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, enough of that. I hope that led somewhere. I had this whole idea of like talking about how not to talk to your hobby store representative. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but it didn't really go that way. It just went into the, just some stuff I was thinking of. Yeah. Sometimes if you work in a store like ours, I, I got to imagine like, uh, like bike stores, gun stores, <laughs> you know, any, any sort of, any sort of store where you're dealing with parts and people who either a think they know what they're talking about or B don't absolutely know what they're talking about. It's got to just like wear on you. Oh yeah. Where at some point you're just like, Gah! next person that comes in, I'm just going to tell them straight to their face what I think instead of mm-hmm. having some nuance to it, you know? Yeah. I would imagine in some stores, like they can get away with that all the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe gun stores. I don't know. I don't think I've ever been in a gun store before. I've been to Cabela's. Yeah. I mean, that really doesn't count. One of the last times I was in, in Shields, I bought like one of their gun cases to put a transmitter in. Mm. It was back when I had that M11 mm-hmm. and, uh, um, I had it and, uh, was walking around with it and I was, uh, we were working our way to the front and some kid that worked there or some guy that worked there, he came up, Oh, did you find everything? Okay. Like, yeah, sure. It sure did. And, uh, he takes the gun case and he was like, Oh yeah, these are great. Like these gun cases right here. And he opens it to make sure I didn't put anything in it. I was trying to steal it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm. I was like, you can just put it back. 
<laughs> <laughs> like, like he, like I was getting profiled mm. <laughs> and so, yeah, I didn't end up getting a gun case for my M11, but yeah, that, that was, that was funny. I just told him, man, just go, why, why you got it? Just put it back. I don't want it. I knew what he was doing. Yeah. When I worked at the grocery store, we caught a lady that was getting laundry baskets mm-hmm. and she was putting stuff in the laundry baskets. Oh, and stacking them together. And stacking them together. Yeah. And then having each laundry basket, you know, rung up or whatever, but not actually ever taken out of the cart. Mm-hmm. And so there was under, there was a, a layer of stuff for like three layers or something like that. And she kept doing it. Like, like, um, they think that she had done that multiple times. Hmm. So that's, you know, and then the bottom of the basket stuff too. Yeah. You know, people put stuff down there hoping that you don't catch it when you're a checker. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? All right. Comments. Let's get through the comments. So we can go. We get it right back. Yeah. Uh, John Haas says, will in the house. I am in the house. Thank you. Which lets me say house mm-hmm. like that. Florky's on here. Uh, evening guys. Uh, Mark S. Hello. Caden Berry's here. Uh, Mark Schmidt says they built uh, Mac and uh, Rico both built and designed it. And the peat mouse worked awesome. Hmm. Renault says they sprayed molasses yesterday at his local outdoor track. Ooh, I bet that was good. I bet that was good. That's the same thing as sugaring. Mm-hmm. Right. I think so. I can't imagine that's going to smell the best in a few days. Yeah. That's why we don't do that because mm-hmm. you use sugar and in a few days it is rancid. Mm-hmm. What's that stuff that they put on like in the Philippines? Oil. Is It's oil, right? I think it's oil. Yeah. They don't have any kind of regulations. Well, I was going to say, there. wouldn't that be highly illegal here? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just dump, <laughs> dump used motor oil on the ground. I don't know if that's what it is, but I believe it's oil. Yeah. Hydebreder and uh, Mark Schmidt are in agreement that uh, Mason Fuller was still running a low C two wheel drive. John Haas says the uh, DNR stuff will DNR guys will get you if you don't uh, pull your boat plug now for zebra mussels. Uh, we already talked about the one sixteenth L pre orders. John Haas says Friday was fun. Logan did a great job. Logan's Logan's in charge of Friday nights. He's he's been running that really well. It's nice to be able to rely on someone when yeah. I need to go away. Like oh, uh, yeah. In three weeks. Oh, should have talked about that. In three weeks, I'm going to uh, Wichita. Talkie fish on the sea. For their shootout race. But uh, it's Emory. Emory Park RC. Mm-hmm. Um, so any of you Nitro guys that are local, let's go to that. Let's let's try to have an Omaha presence. Because um, those guys have been coming up here for so long. Yeah. Um, so I'm running that race. I'm, uh, I'm being hired to be the announcer. So I'll, um, I won't be here that weekend either. Jacob Hydebreder did remind us because I forgot the new hot bodies two wheel drive car was announced. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. And did I, the, f- did the price change? Yeah. So the, it was full retail <laughs> at 1249, but yeah. I looked it up on a main. We could reprint it right now from a main. And I think it's going to be a $700 car <sighs> still $700 for two wheel drive. That's a lot. It's a lot. Hopefully it comes with a lot of extra stuff. Yeah. You know, like everything to run carpet or dirt with it. And no, it's carpet car. It's all carpet only. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. designed for to be on carpet. Oh, wow. Is what I was, is what I read. Interesting. So what, I don't know. What size I, are the shocks on it? Ooh, I don't know. Mm. But here's the thing. See, I'd be tempted because it's two wheel drive so I can run what I want. 
but not for that price. Yeah. It's like double or a little under double I mean, of what a low seer associated. Yeah, basically my carpet car is going to be a V6.4 mm-hmm. carpet, carpet version. Yeah. So, um, I'm not bagging on the car. I'm sure it'll be great, but the price is the, for me, the real talk is that the price is a little off putting Yeah, in general. It just doesn't match the market. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't know if like it's a lim- more of a limited run or the material they're making it out of costs so much more money, but yeah. I mean, that's the thing. The more cars you can sell, the cheaper it's going to be. Yeah, that's you true. Know? That so is true. If they didn't project selling a bunch, you know, if they projected selling half as much as everybody else, it's going to cost double. Yeah. Um, so you'll probably have like some fanboys with them, you know, like that'll be the or guys. sponsor drivers. Yeah, or sponsor you know. drivers. But that, that's what, yeah. yeah. Uh, the new HBD2 Evo has droop screws on a two-wheel drive. Yeah. I kind of wondered when we get to that point. I mean, I cut the droop stuff off of my Techno. Yeah. Four-wheel drive. For carpet? Or for everything. Yeah. I just buzzed them right. I buzzed the little tabs right off the chassis because I got sick and tired of all the dirt getting Mm -hmm. shoved up in in front of them. And you can adjust the droop with your your, uh, stroke. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised that they haven't done it to where the the droop screw is actually on the carrier or like on the on the spindle to where it runs into the arm there because oh. then you could limit droop that way without having the never thought about that mm-hmm. and then then you wouldn't have the tabs or the set screw in the arm and right. all that stuff it's kind of hard to get to uh cody Mosier retracted his thing he was uh oh no there we go uh <laughs> renault said the edibles can make you tired and, uh, you know, I, no, I better not say that. <laughs> I had a plan and I didn't even follow through with the plan. No. Uh, when we went to adrenaline, mm-hmm. um, Cody Mosher says, I know it was a couple weeks ago, but running mod truck at the truck series was a blast. Wish more people would jump into it. I agree. I, I was all ready to put a mod motor in Emerson's truck. And then I realized when, as I was getting it ready to do so that he only had a just stock speed controller in his truck. Mm. And I was like, oh, can't do that. So yeah. um, it would have to take me changing out the speed controller. And I'm honestly, I have no ambition. I'd probably just run mine 13.5 in mod. True. That's, I mean, that's basically what we did. We pushed everybody together to make two heats and then we scored everybody separately. So mm-hmm. um, mod truck is pretty fun though. I miss it. I've, I've won quite a few races in mod truck back in the day. That used to be my jam. Yeah, I mean, mine too. Actually, Mod Truck was the first regional. No, it wasn't. I made I made the A main and stock truck, and then the following year, ninety seven, ninety eight, I finished fourth in Mod Truck. Both of those years, the first vehicle I ever raced Mod in was definitely Mod Truck. Mm-hmm. That was at Rob Connor's track at Winter Circle. Nice. Yeah, that was fun. What else do we got? Not really. Hank Aaron says, uh, what's in the orange can? It's uh, it's my only drink that I drink, Kickstart, which are back in stock in Omaha. So all of you guys can stop buying me Kickstart now, please. I feel really bad. Although I will say, it was a huge help through the, through the tough uh, two months that Omaha did not have any Kickstarts. Because I, I could have gone crazy. But I'm also really fat, so maybe I should stop drinking them all together. But then I just turn into a butthole. Yeah. I don't want to be a butthole. 
He says, I drink Jim Beam all day. Half a bottle. Painting a touring car body. Who said that? Not really Hank Aaron. Mm. I mean, honestly, if I didn't have anything to do today, and if I didn't have him coming up, that sounds like something that I might even try to do. Mm-hmm. Be kind of fun. Peter says, uh, wives hate hobby shops. Uh, <laughs> Peter, tell us how the hobby shop has hurt your wallet. John Haas says, if you have an issue at the Plex, it's probably you. Staff is great. That being said, his wheels are late. I feel really bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> Special ordered some wheels. They should have been here by now, but they're going to be here in like two or three days. They are coming. I definitely made sure about that because uh, I was getting kind of worried. I'm like, where are they? They got ordered from uh, A-Main and A-Main takes a week. Not really. Uh, Hank Aaron's favorite gun is a Ruger SP-101. Uh, two x-ray screws, $19. <laughs> That's true. That's probably true. Uh, Emerson wants to know how the ride was. It was good. Yeah, ride was great. We gave him a little tour of uh, inner city, middle Omaha. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. <laughs> Slinging lead says, sugaring a track. That's what I need. Murder hornets distracting me from wrecking. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, Jackson Anderson says, hello from Texas. 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 Don't mess with Texas. Don't mess with Texas. Super chat. Uh, Peter Renault just dropped a $10 Canadian $10 um, holiday pay. Oh, it's like $40. Yeah. It's a uh, holiday pay question mark. So Richard put me down for $10. So as they say in Canada, peace out. And that's now that he just did that now. So that's it. That's what we got for comments. And uh, I knew it would be a quick show today because yeah. um, not a whole lot to talk about. Get those 116th uh, Mini JRX 2 pre-orders in if you want one, uh, for sure, at the Hobbyplex. Like I said, we're getting 48 of them, hopefully. I mean, sometimes we get allotted, so you never know. Mm-hmm. You might not get all of them. Yeah. Um, but if you definitely want one, uh, for sure, do that. That'll help out a lot. Um, make sure that if you're not paid up for the INS race, you've got till June 20th. June 20th, that is the big cutoff date. And if you're not coming, don't delete your name. Yeah, please don't. If yeah, please and if you're not going to come, please don't delete your name. Just let me know by email so I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. So I can take care of it. Oh, here's a good one. Toe in the trigger. How's the backyard crawler course coming along? Um actually, it's coming along fine. I have track work to do at, at the dirt track tonight and tomorrow. And then uh I have next Sunday off and I'm planning on <laughs> taking a trip to this place um, near us called the rock. It's called the rock place and they sell rock and I'm going to grab uh, some more lava rock. And then once I get that, I should be able to actually get quote unquote done mm-hmm. with my crawling course. Cause you're never actually done. You're never actually done. But, uh, but I need to do this one little thing and then, uh, and then I'll, I'm going to make like a, like an actual video mm. over it. It's been, it's been in the works for a good year. So, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, should be really fun. All right, that's it. Uh, that's all I got. We got to go home before it gets dark. So, yeah, home. Nice, good. Yeah. Well, my home. And then he gets to drive an hour to his home. Now you got to go my home. Make sure that uh, you check out Pivot Lending Group. They are our sponsor of this show. You can find them at pivotlending.com. 
mention the show to Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can get a $500 lender credit or 0.125 off your interest rate. That's the deal, folks. That's the deal. Mm-hmm. So, okay. No show next week because it's the first Monday of the month. But uh, we'll be back after that to talk about the summer series and all that good stuff. Yeah. So we're going to go. Goodbye. Goodbye.